3: Anian, You want my yeah. two cents?
2: Yeah.
3: It's worth 500 bucks.
2: Yeah, you go. That's what we're up to. <laughs> yeah, it's,
3: it's, it's a $500 vehicle uh, because yeah. right, right off the bat, you got to put a radiator in it. So
4: why did I ever buy a $1,000
3: car? The Car Doctor. Anytime somebody says to me, hey, we plugged in and we got no codes. My question is, did it even communicate? Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian,
1: the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's
3: giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855 560 9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Thanks for stopping by the garage today. Always a pleasure. I'm, uh, I look forward to this each and every week. It was a it was a great week at the shop. It really was. And, uh, you know, this, this week ended on Friday the 13th. And Friday the 13th never lets me down in the shop because it, it usually, there's always some bizarre, little bizarre thing that happens that, you know, you're uh, and you survive it and you go, well, I guess tricks of really isn't true, right? We're not afraid of Friday the 13th. we had a um, We had a 14 Kia Optima in the shop. Friday this week, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, four tires and a trans service and an oil change and some other things. And the way you fill the transmission on the Kia is, like a lot of the vehicles of this generation is there's no dipstick and you have to remove a plug from the top of the trans to fill. And then there's a pour plug or a, uh, a spec plug out the side and, and y- you know, you measure it that way. You know, it's Friday the 13th when you go to take the plastic plug out the top of the trans and it snaps <laughs> and you know the threaded portion is still in the transmission itself. And you, you, you're standing there with the top half in your hand going, huh? And you look at it and you can see that somebody epoxied the threads, like tried to epoxy the part that's in the trans and the part that's in your hand together. The last time they checked the fluid level or added fluid to it and didn't bother to tell the vehicle owner. And now he's left with, you know, and I'm left with, what do I do? Um, so we, we, we made it work. We, we were able to order one from Kia. It's probably coming on a slow boat from Korea. It'll be here uh, Wednesday or Thursday, so it's not that slow, but it's, it's a $20 piece of plastic or something like that. And we RTV'd the old plug back in. We were able to get the threaded piece out. We walked around with a screwdriver and got it out. But um, the end of the story was the customer had... Kia's doing a lot of engine warranties right now, and when they... You know, when they pulled the engine, they pulled the engine and the trans together and the axles were out. They had to fill the trans. And when they did, the the tech just broke the plug, which, okay, it happens. But, you know, replace it. Just, geez, go over to the parts guy and order the plug the way I did. And, you know, do the right thing. Don't don't set me up for a Friday the 13th headache. But, um, you know, Friday the 13th, I kind of look forward to it every year. It's sort of exciting. Let's get over to Larry in Iowa and see what's going on with 12 Scion and uh, some throttle body questions. Larry, welcome to the car, Dr. Sir. How can I help?
5: Hi, Ron. Thank you very much You're hey, welcome. um so so my it's actually my brother in law's car. um he had a code a while back and it was for the for the actual accelerator pedal um and he cleared that out himself you know with just a generic reader and all that right um so so that code has not come back. well, he replaced uh the the pedal with a new one, and it was a toyota uh part. Okay. But it still didn't it still didn't help. So the so the initial problem is it has a um has a hard time accelerating like up a hill. Um so so when I looked at it on my scan tool, so I and I'm I'm not 100% sure if I'm right. Is that a the throttle body is that like a potentiometer? or whatever. Well, there's so there, like-
3: there's there's two throttle position sensors. There's one that goes 5 to 0 and one that goes 0 to 5 volts. It's going to have a cross reference okay. on it. Every every drive-by-wire car has to have that because they they have to put some kind of fail-safe or redundancy in. You know, they're 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 running the throttle electronically. They want everything to match. But let me let me just back up a second. You're saying it has a low power up a hill complaint? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, was that problem there prior to the check engine light coming on? Yeah, yes. That's about, yeah. So, so and I'll just, I'll exaggerate for the sake of radio so we can all understand it. Um, January 1, it developed this low power problem. Somewhere around March, it turned on a check engine light that pointed towards a throttle body fault
5: did well it was for the code was actually for the accelerator pedal it was like it was a p212 i think it was okay I'm not, you know okay. I
3: don't... so it had a it had an accelerator pedal position fault he replaced the accelerator pedal position sensor or, or assembly yes. and yep. the code's gone but he still has the low power complaint yes okay why do you and i'm not picking on you brother i'm just trying to understand your your line of thinking here why do you think this is a throttle body related issue then?
5: Um well when I okay so I hooked it up I I mean I don't have you know an examiner, you know an ex, I got a scan tool but um so the, my fuel the fuel trims were good. Okay. Um they were reading um I just I was reading total fuel trim when we were driving it around. Um so in the total fuel trim never changed it was always zero. Um and then but the uh, when i looked at there's like a throttle position one and a throttle position two that was four so it was like 0.9 um millivolts or volts on the one and two point something on the other one okay and when we w- and when we would press on the pedal those they never really changed much i mean they changed little but they didn't change enough so when but when i unplugged it i unplugged the throttle body they both did go to 4.98 volts.
3: Right. They both they both um, had open circuit. So, yes. So okay. So let me let me do this. Take your scan tool. Throw it in your toolbox. It's broken. All okay. right. How are you going to check voltage?
5: Uh, well, with the voltmeter.
3: Right. Did you do that?
5: I did not, sir. Okay. That, that's why I was asking. I, that, yeah. Because I'm not for sure. No, I it's didn't
3: a, know if I needed a scope or... Nah, I mean, listen, basic, a scope is nice, but you know what? And and I've said this for years that, and I, you know, it's funny. I was just looking at it the other day. I have my favorite scan tool for quick, simple, in and out. You know, the customer pulls up to the door, the check engine lights on. Ron, tell me what's going on. Is this, and it's looking beat now. It's been up, it's been hanging by the door since 2002. Do the math, right? My generic OBD2 right. reader. And I'll, you know, check engine lights and, you know, I'll go look at data stream. And while, you know, OBD2 is very generic and it's not exact, real solid information, it gets me in the game. All right. So you you don't need more than what you have. If what you have is going to read data stream and you're smart enough to read with a voltmeter for what you're working on, I'm not saying scopes are not needed. There's a lot of vehicles we need scopes on today. There's a lot of times where you might as well put your voltmeter in the draw if you're working on a newer vehicle because your voltmeter isn't even fast enough to catch what's going on, the glitches and the things that go wrong. But if you want to just check general voltage and all you have is a voltmeter... All, all, the worst thing that can happen by checking it with a meter instead of your scan tool is you're going to learn how to hook your, mo- your voltmeter up <laughs> not, not such a not such a bad thing right and, and I guess yeah. I guess my point is what I'm hearing and I don't, again I'm not trying to be you know uh, wrong or rude is don't be afraid to hook no, something please. up you know don't be afraid to hook something up and remember part okay. of di- part of diagnostics is tell me what's good this way I can tell you what's bad. Uh, you know, right. it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got a problem in the throttle body. How do you know that scan tool is working right? It,
5: uh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh,
3: you know, if, I, yeah. If, if if you read, if you read, you know, three volts on uh, on a meter, and the scan tool is telling you 0.8, and you go to the battery, and the battery's 12 volts, and you read 12 volts on the meter. Guess what? The meter is right. The scan tool is reading wrong. <laughs> you know, right. it's it's and and sometimes, you know, as I said to my friend Tim the other day, Tim had to borrow one of my scan tools over the weekend, and he said, "Are you okay till Monday?" I said, "Yeah, I'll get by with the other 16." Um, you know, sometimes this is why you need more than one scan tool in a shop because you're 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 always comparing. Did this work? Did that work? Is this reading correct? So, anyway. Yeah, let's measure voltage. Let's get a wiring diagram out and look to see. You're going to have. You ever measure a throttle position sensor by itself?
5: Uh, no, sir, I have not. All
3: right. So you're going to have. You're going to have a ground. You're going to have a reference, meaning signal back, and you're going to have voltage, right. uh, usually a five volt signal. So okay. now you've got a throttle body that should have two throttle position sensors in it, and all they do is one works high and one works low one starts at the bottom and works its way up one starts at the top and works its way down it's it's that simple grab a wiring diagram it's a six wire connector you probably have a common ground i'm trying to think in 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 12 but the diagram will tell you and then you know go from there um you can't hurt anything you can't hurt anything with a voltmeter remember that so you'll be just fine now throttle body aside and this is what I'm going to leave you to ponder. I don't think you do, but, you know, how do you know you don't have, A, restricted exhaust? I don't know how bad this lack of power is. Or, B, right. a trans issue that the trans isn't in the right gear and it doesn't accelerate because it's kind of like, you know, you're on your 10-speed bike and you're, you are you know, you're in the wrong gear trying right. to get up the hill. So...
5: Well, when... If, if you push on if you push on the accelerator slow, I mean it, it'll it'll get up and go. Right, but like if you like if you mash it to the if you mash it to the floor, that that's when it has you know the the delay, I guess you would say. Okay, um, or the or the lack of power. Um, but but if you do it slowly, it, it'll it will go, get up to speed and go.
3: Okay, so. Do the things we're talking about, and let's see what it comes back with. And then the last thing I'm going to leave you with is keep in mind in 12, and this is on a lot of drive-by-wire vehicles, I believe there is something on the order of 40 or 45 individual fault codes that if they set on that vehicle, it will put the vehicle into fail-safe so that nothing bad can happen to the operator, i.e. the throttle body circuit has a problem. If that throttle body circuit has a problem, and I believe they look at the throttle body on that car with up to I think it's 26 or 27 different fault code circuit test, performance test, high, low, bottom, top, left, right, you get it. Um, you'd be in fail-safe mode. You'd know it. So you would have a code. You would have other issues. You would have indicators on the dash. So let's, let's just go through this one step of the piece of the puzzle at a time and think what makes an engine low power and react like that, carbon deposits and so on. Keep going, Larry. You're in the right direction. Call me next week. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's coming back right after this.
8: That's right. If you call and we're not live, you can leave a message and we'll call you back to get you on the air with Ron. 855-560-9900. Speaking of Ron, here he is.
3: Hey, let's welcome WNBF up there in Binghamton, New York. Tom, that's up in your neck of the woods, isn't it? They, uh, they're they part of the Car Doctor family now carrying the well, show. Well, it's kind of up there. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh,
8: I've been to the station. Very nice station. Very nice people. Yeah,
3: very nice, uh, very nice group, and we're glad to be there with him. WNBF, so... Um, uh, we're happy to be aboard and have them part of our family, too. Hey, Tom, take me over to uh, Roman in New Jersey. Let's see what's going on with this Dodge Ram. And there you go. Roman, welcome to the car, doctor, sir. How can I help?
4: Yes, hello. Uh, I have a uh, problem. I did the head gasket on my uh, truck uh, like, like you advised me too And the truck runs like new Everything's great with it now okay. Right after I did the head gasket There was like a few codes But, you know, I cleared them And, you know, everything went away I had to change one oxygen sensor Everything went away Other than this P2096 okay. Like lean on bank one
3: All right.
8: And it
4: does not set the check engine light on But yet the code is there Could I just keep driving it? Do I do something wait, about
3: wait, wait, it? Wait, 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 wait. What do you, what do you mean the check engine light doesn't come on?
4: (laughs) How do you know the The code? It
3: doesn't,
4: the code's there. If I check the codes, it's there. It's not just pending. It's there. But the check engine light does not go on. This code does not make the the light go
3: on. And the the check engine light works.
4: The check engine light works.
3: Yeah. You turn the key on. On the the
4: code reader, it says it's off, Uh, you know, uh, uh, that it's the, you know, that's not on.
3: You, you turn the, you turn the key on and the engine is off. The check engine light bulb lights up for at least five seconds before it turns itself off.
4: Yes, yes.
3: The bulb passes bulb check. It works.
4: Yes, it works.
3: Okay. And, and
4: and that's the only code I have. Before I had other codes uh, like P something with four thirty for the catalogue converter inefficiency.
3: And that's gone.
4: Uh, but that's gone. That used to put the set the check engine light on. Okay. But this code does not.
3: Have you it's tried 56. Have you tried putting a fault code into the system? to see if you get a check engine light uh
4: i didn't try now but i had a few i had a few
3: codes they'll turn it on why don't we why why don't don't we well because i've i've seen cases with chrysler where the code gets locked hard into the into the computer's memory and it it you try to erase it and it doesn't erase all right do this p p2096 is a performance fault Meaning that okay. key, you're, you're sitting there, key on, engine off. If you go in and clear the code, that code should clear. The, the difference is, I'll explain it like this. Go to the vehicle, run codes, all right? Turn the key off, go outside, disconnect the throttle position sensor. Something other than the O2, and I'm going to say it like this to, to prove my point, all right? Disconnect, okay. disconnect the throttle position sensor. Turn the key on. Okay, you're going to have code. You should have a code for what? Throttle position sensor, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Clear the code. Turn the key off. Turn the key on. Check codes. You better have a throttle position sensor fault code, right? Because it's unplugged.
4: Yes, and the check engine light will turn on, but the, the, the 296 will not go away.
3: Right, it's, it just right. Stays there. But, but what I've just shown you and what I've just proven, if it works like that, is... The vehicle is capable of responding correctly to stimulus. It's it, it it didn't have a fault. We put a fault in it. We cleared the fault. The fault came back because the fault was still there. Now plug the TPS back in and go through the same series of, 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 of testing. The TPS fault goes away. All right? If the TPS okay. fault goes away, what we've just proven is, A, your scan tool works. B, the computer is capable of setting a code and clearing it. And the vehicle gives proper response. I have seen cases of Chrysler not clearing fault codes. And it's it, it, it could be your tool that's not doing it properly. Because it, I've seen some of the aftermarket tools get locked into, I don't know, it's like they go into a loop, for lack of a better way to put it, where it'll just continue mm-hmm. to have that fault. If fuel trims are okay. normal, if fuel trims are normal, if the vehicle is running normal, if it's not turning on a check engine light and you can prove that the vehicle will turn on a check engine light if it sees a fault, I think you're seeing a false code. I don't know that I would be overly okay. cons- I don't know that I would be overly concerned right. about it. But you've got to prove it. You just can't ignore it. All right? Got it. Got it.
4: That vehicle me. runs perfectly. Runs like new.
3: Okay, and well, I also want to see. I don't want to just judge it by the seat of my pants. I want to judge it electronically. I want to look at data stream on a scan tool does it really run as good as i think it runs 296 okay. or 2096 sets what the computer does is it takes short term fuel trim long term fuel trim it multiplies in purge valve operation purge valve is when they want to uh, clean out the charcoal canister fumes from the gas tank that type of thing and they're they they see a certain value under 30 in 30 seconds for two cycles of the key two trips if they see it running lower than they expect it to they set a 2096 all right but only on one bank and it could be on one bank sure most common beyond and the other i mean listen we could do some other things you could test the o2 sensors put put your scan tool on data stream look at the o2s create a vacuum leak where does the signal go Shoot some propane down the throat of the motor. Where does the signal go? Show the sweep range of the sensors, high and low. And then, you know, last but not least, if you try and clear out the fault, does it go out? You got some more testing to do, Roman. You're not done yet. Keep going, brother, and call me back next week. Let me know where you are. We can talk further. I'm Ron and the car doctor. We'll be back right after this.
6: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
5: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
5: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Welcome back. we on and Andy, the Cardoc. Let's go over and talk to Winnie in New York City, 07 Honda Accord. Winnie, how can I help?
4: Hi. Hi. Um, I have, yeah, a Honda Accord, and I wanted to be able to um, get a portable car battery. I did buy one,
6: okay. and
4: then I was told that it wasn't really strong enough for my car, so I need to know what the, the MAH, what can I get for my size car, plus be able to charge, let's say, a Range Rover
3: so you know the the battery jump pack that I've had that I've had personal success with that I've used I, I, I own two of them uh, one's in one of the daughter's cars so you know you can tell how much I trust it right if I'm letting my daughter drive around with it is from a company called MicroStart. I use the microstart XP10 uh, it it, it does start? Uh, it's called microstart XP10 available on Amazon I think they're under 200 bucks or some point price point uh, okay. in the market. Um, the nice thing about it is I've used it on everything right up to and including a big V8 trucks. Supposedly, it will jumpstart diesels, I believe, too. Um, uh, but I've never had that experience with this particular one. But it can also charge cell phones, laptops. So if the power ever goes out, there's ever a power shortage. And it's got a real neat little flashlight built into it if you're uh, stuck on the side of the road as an emergency uh, device. So it's, it's, it's really a great little unit. And it's small. I actually carry I actually carry my MicroStart, my XP10 around in my little man bag, as my girl kid me, um, you know. Dad's got a man purse, and um, it's it's sort of my uh, you know my emergency go bag, that uh, I've got a jump start, a Swiss Army knife, a roll of electrical tape, and a few other odds and ends, oh. you know, to fix everything on the road. So uh, that works really well. One of the concerns. With jump packs, for you and everybody else's information is, you always have to look, is it approved by the vehicle manufacturers, and does it have correct and good electronics in it, meaning there are a lot of cheaper jump packs out in the marketplace, but there have been cases where poorly designed jump packs, you have to think about what you're jump-starting, right? 20 years ago, it wasn't as important, but nowadays, vehicles are just big rolling computers, and you've got to be sure that the jump pack when used and isn't going to hurt the electronics on that vehicle. And there there's issues with certain jump packs doing that. So you always want to make sure of that. So, um, you know, just as a concern. That's
4: all I need to know on Amazon,
3: MicroStart XP10. MicroStart Micro XP10. What I would tell you to do is just Google search MicroStart XP10, and the company's website will come up, and mm-hmm. you can read to your heart's content. It's good, clean, simple language. And you can make a choice from there from you know I've I've had mine I've had my jump pack winnie probably three, maybe four years, maybe longer time flies when you're having fun. So I'm sure they've had an upgrade. I'm sure they've come out with something newer, better, faster, et cetera. but um, I know someone personally they just bought an XP10 within the last year so I know the model's still there and it still seems to be no issues it works well. they're very happy with it. Um, okay, and
4: if if your daughter has it, I'm sure it's easy yeah, it's, to use. Yeah,
3: it's you know it's it's easy to use. It's it's you're going to look at it and it it, it kind of becomes um, a conversation for at a at a party, right? You pull this thing out of your purse and they go, "That's going to start a car," and you go, <laughs> "Yeah, you know it's uh it's it's a little bigger than the size of a large cell phone, and mm. you know it's it's not this big bulky thing anymore." It's just kind of neat. You could actually put it in the bottom of a of a woman's pocketbook or purse if it's a fairly mm-hmm. large size. Like I know my wife is pretty large. She's not listening, is she? No, Tom, where is she? <laughs> um, uh, okay. You know, but you you get the idea. You'll be fine. Okay. All right.
4: Okay. Can I ask you one other little question? Sure, go ahead. About you know you we you know the, the newer cars they have the lights that are on during the day.
3: Right, the DRLs, if daytime somebody, running lights. Somebody, can you turn those off? Certain models. on the battery. Some some you can some it's you know these certain models were turned off um but why would you want to let me ask you that question
4: oh well i just want to save on the battery so
3: no you're not going to gonna. save
4: on the gas or nah, something
3: no no nah, you're not going to it's you know what i actually and this is a personal preference i've got to tell you i feel vulnerable in a vehicle without the lights on mm. and mm. and i always think you know, uh, the older you get, right? I don't want to I don't want to die and go to heaven with the living room furniture wrapped up in plastic that nobody could sit on. <laughs> all right? I want to make sure I've used everything. All right? I keep telling my okay. kids, you better get busy cuz I'm not leaving you anything. I'm spending it all. I'm having a good time. So, uh, mm-hmm. y- you know what? Leave the headlights on. Make sure you're more visible. Be here till okay. you're 99 and, and 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 don't worry about it. All right, kiddo. Okay, thank you so much. You're very right. welcome. Bye now. You too. Bye-bye. Let's go over to Jack in Wisconsin with a 99 Blazer and some questions. Jack, welcome aboard, sir. How can I help?
7: Yeah, I, I'm replacing a head gasket. Uh, it's a farm vehicle. It uh, it only goes from farm to farm. It's okay. all rusted out and stuff, okay. I don't want to put a lot of money into it. So I said, well, I'm just going to put a head, uh, cheap head gasket kit in it because uh, it was leaking between cylinders one and three, okay. and water was, uh, of course, running out of it. Right. Um, and, but uh, some of the guys say you should replace the head bolts with it. Um, is that always needed? Uh, the head bolts look good when they came out. Um, but you know, I've, uh, had worked on big engines. We never replaced head bolts before. You know, uh, so they were damaged.
3: The, the, you know, the ideology here becomes, you know, there's two ways to look at it. Yeah. Head bolts, he- head bolt replacement is not incorrect. However, Okay. And there's always a however. You know, we, we just did the engine in Danny 78 Z28 as Camaro and my mechanic. And when we did it, I had this conversation yeah. with him. He said, hey, we're not changing the head bolts. And I said, no. And he said, why not? And I said, because these bolts in 1978 are probably a whole lot better than anything made today, 40 years later. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, and and, and, you know you've got to have that argument in your head you've got to say you know at at least i know these head bolts were field tested right they they worked on this car up until this point and for how you're using it and what you're using you'll probably be just fine you know because you're not going to be able to buy head bolts from gm now if you could buy head bolts from gm maybe that's a little bit of a different conversation if it was 100 bucks for a set of head bolts from gm yeah okay i'll go do that what are you, you going to do? Go down to yeah. down to the local auto parts store, and they're going to pick them up from China. And then what's 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 right. the quality where they're of they're coming from? Yeah, and that's what's the quality of that part. I, I have no faith in it. So I think what you do is clean up the bolts you got. Now I would hand wire brush your bolts if there's any sealer on the threads. I wouldn't wire wheel them. Wire wheeling yeah. will be a little harsh on the thread and beat it up, and you can peen the thread and, and weaken it. So I would just hand clean the bolts. I would, you know, lay the bolts in some solvent and let them sit there while you're doing the rest of the work to it and then that'll soften up whatever crud's on the threads and then, you know, just hand wire brush them and I think you'll be fine. It's what I would do. The one thing yeah, they don't want you to you they don't
7: use, want to use a a wire I mean a scuffing pad even on the blocker no. head because there's
3: Nope. No, 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 no. Um, you
7: just clean he use cleaning solvent and
3: i would just clean it i would check it with a straight edge i would you know look for the obvious flaws and uh, you know the the problem is uh, how can i say this delicately without in- insulting my industry the problem is the guy that invented those little round scotch pads didn't realize that yeah. some guys were going to try and be a machinist with them you know, I can take, you know, I can, I can, I've got the eye, I can do the machine work. And and, and that's the problem, overzealousness. I would clean the block, I would right. clean the deck real good with a razor blade and some solvent. I would put a straight edge on it. I would give it a good physical exam. There's no reason that I'm aware of to clean the block, the deck, I should say, with with, with scotch pads. Uh, I'm using, probably using a brand name, but those little round discs of any magnitude, and as far right. as the heads, are you going to send the heads out and get them checked for square cleanliness, guides, or are you just going to swap head gaskets and be done?
7: We're just going to swap head gaskets and be done. There's no shop in the local area here, so right. we have to send them uh, right. three mile, three hours away.
3: Well, so, you know, do you have the ability to to take the valve springs off? Yes. Okay. So why don't you do this? Um, if you have the ability to take a valve spring off, why don't you? Pick a valve at random. Maybe take the ones where the head gasket were blown. Pull the springs off. You can, you know, do a very simple if you have if you've got a dial indicator, I'm sure you do. If not, it's a reason to go buy one. Yes, I do. And you know, measure measure valve seat properly. You can get that spec out of a service manual and you you can measure are the guides worn. And the only reason I say just at least check it. It's a lot of work, even on a ninety-nine to do head gaskets. It's not that simple. And at least listen, if if the if the guides are worn, you know what? If you have to, you have to. You'll yeah. take the three-hour ride and send the heads out. It, it, it's sure gonna right. be—it's sure gonna beat having to redo this in a year. And I realize it's a farm vehicle, and we're trying to save money. But you know, we always find the money and the time to do it right the second time after we tried to do it cheap the first time. Right? Fair point. Right. You Absolutely. Know, you know, um, yep. uh, unless we're trying to get away from the wife and kids and hang out in the garage more—that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Therapy, I can't do. It's the wrong day of the week. All right. <laughs>
7: It <laughs> sounds
3: great. Okay, good. Good luck to you, Jack. Thanks for calling eight five 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 six zero. You're welcome. eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Well, it's the truth, isn't it? eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. The card doctor's coming back right after this. Welcome back, Ron and Andy, the car doctor. By the way, I want to point out that um, uh, Christmas this year—we're already thinking about Christmas. You know, we're six weeks to New Year's, <laughs> and New Year's is over at this point. Um, we don't want to hear it, Ron. Yeah, Tom, I'm telling you, we're six weeks to Christmas. I can't believe New Year's. I can't believe it. I know. Um, Christmas is a Friday this year, correct? Right. And. Yep. Uh, you know, Tom, I, 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 I'm putting in my papers now because I think I have to leave. Um, there's some place I'm going to have to go. I can't tell you where because it's a secret. So we
8: know where you're, we we know where you're going, and it's cold. Yeah,
3: it's cold. So you know, otherwise he doesn't get around, and he's asked me back again to work on the sleigh once again. And especially this year, there's so much pressure on him now to bring happiness to everybody. So on that note, not to get into that. Um, on that note, Tom, we should generate, I want to generate a fresh show. So, uh, you know what, one of these weekends we're going to stick around late or maybe we'll uh, do a show one night during the week and uh, put a fresh show up on air. So if you could gather calls, if anybody out there has some questions they want answered that they're not around on the weekend and they want to do it one weeknight, Tom, fair way to say it. Sure, we, we can. Um, you know, we can put together a we can put together a canned show, and you guys will never know the difference. We just don't want to run a best of. We want to give you fresh information each and every time we do this. Right. So, and to do
8: that, if they can just give us a call at our regular number at 855 eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero, yep, and just leave a message and say, hey, look, we'd like to be part of the Christmas show. Right, we will get back to you. We'll let you know what what evening. And we'll just uh, get, you, we'll get you on, and we'll make it happen, and then you can tell everybody to listen, and you'll be a radio star.
3: Right. Now, now New Year's, we're going to be here. Of course we are. Yeah, what's New Year's? It's Listen, the only thing I want to do this New Year's is I'm staying up till midnight on New Year's Eve. I just want to make sure this year goes. So uh, <laughs> I want to make sure it doesn't get stuck. I'm going to be sitting there with a little baby sledgehammer. Give it a... Right on the calendar head, so I can just like kind of shove it back and get into 2021 because it's got to be better than 2020. Um, I usually
8: fall asleep by uh, 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve, so it's like, you know, Mr. Excitement. So, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be around. So, <laughs> yeah,
3: so I just, I just, I just, a little bit of housekeeping, folks. We, uh, we thank you for that. So, um, if that's okay with you, Tom, um, we are going to, we're trying to reach out, we're trying to find Michael Muller, uh, the Miller, Muller, um, the author of uh, The Complete Book of Corvette, Tom. I'm trying to get him on the air for the uh, show after thanksgiving that saturday no next week actually we're trying to do it right we're trying to get him on next week and then we want to give away the complete book of corvette the saturday after thanksgiving as a little pre-holiday gift for everybody um uh, so we right. for, uh,
8: for the for the car enthusiast on your list we have the gift we'd like to give it to you
3: right and also and i don't want to give too much away but i've spoken to my friend dr richard mccann out in england doctor the doctor has written um uh some books on automobiles and classics we've talked about it before here on the show we're getting a couple of copies of those tom i haven't even told you that yet here's the official meeting and uh we're going to be giving that away Excellent. sometime in december we're trying to come up with things you know for the automotive person in your life that uh you know do some gift giving let's uh let's start the Maybe year something off.
8: they don't have and wouldn't think of
3: yeah right exactly just uh, so we're kind of looking high and low and uh, to see what we come up with, so everybody can be aware of that. All right, let's pull over and take a pause, Tom, and let's go into the last, uh, the last uh, pause, and then when we come back, I want to talk real quick about OBD2 trips and monitors—exciting stuff—and uh, <laughs> um, and then we'll call it a day. I'm Ron Ananian, the Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Why this car is automatic? It's systematic.
2: It's
1: hydromatic. Why it's a greased, lightning. greased
5: lightning?
3: Welcome back. We're on the end of the car, Doctor I, Tom. I want you to know that every time you use that Elvis Presley um, outtake or intake as that is your bumper music. I want you to know I'm standing. I'm standing up in studio air guitaring because I just love that song. That's just great. Oh, so boy. I just I just so, want you to have. We're going to
8: have to get you some new air guitar strings for uh, Christmas again this year. I, I
3: just want you to have that imagery. So I just want you to know that. Now I want to oh. talk about OBD2 real quick. Uh, one of the things we're always talking about here is we, you'll hear me talk about. You'll hear me talk about one and two trips. A one trip fault versus a two trip fault. What does it take to turn on a check engine light? and it's also it's basically about you know you feel bad on monday you've got a head cold you've got aches and pains your joints start to hurt tuesday you're feeling nauseous wednesday you've got a runny nose you're sick you're you're you've got a fever you're not going to work or school your check engine light came on that's a two trip fault it took two days or two cycles of the key or two-specific trips, whatever the manufacturer calls a driving cycle, what speeds, what distance, what engine load, to create that fault. Because it's always looking to see, is it being lied to, or are its sensors telling it the proper information? Two-trip fault. One-trip fault. You wake up Monday, you feel terrible. By the end of the day, you feel worse, you feel worse. More symptoms, more warning signs, boom. You wake up Tuesday, the check engine light's on, or you're not getting out of bed. One-trip fault. It's severity of problem, And how bad will it make you feel, how fast, if you're an engine, if you're a person, same thing, okay? You've also got to be aware of something called calculated values, all right? Calculated values will also be confusing when we're talking about OBD2. And we don't talk about it a lot, but you hear me talking like I did today where I said to more than a few people discussing the idea of unplug a sensor, create a problem. What sort of response do you get? all right? Is the scan tool telling you the truth? Is the meter telling you the truth? What I'm trying to get you to think a little outside the box is don't believe everything you see. If, if you're not getting proper result, don't start throwing parts at it. Question the component, question the tool, all right? There are tests that you can do. Uh, we'll talk more about calculated values next week because I know we're running out of time, but calculated values... You'll have you'll have computers substitute values that will look normal, but they're not. And there's ways to diagnose and figure that out. And we can talk about that in the future as well. Till the next time, I'm Ron Aniene, the Car Doctor, reminding each and every one of you: good mechanics aren't expensive; they're priceless. See ya.
6: It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
1: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road.